Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Let's head to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Stephen Lassen from Athlon Sports standing by to talk a little football because it's never too early. And, of course, SEC Media Days is coming up next week. This just in from Atlanta, Georgia. Stephen, welcome. How are you? Hey, guys. I'm doing great. It's Friday. We're talking college football. Media Days coming up. I don't have too much to complain about. I don't know about you guys. Uh, it's too hot, but that's really it. I mean, <laughs> it uh, happens every summer, though, so I shouldn't be shocked. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to Media Days. The talking season underway and will become uh, more so in the uh, in the next week, and then we can kind of work off of that for the next couple of weeks and get to the start of fall camp. So it won't be long now. And it's funny, we are always we always take that deep breath after it's over and say, man, that was great, and then a few weeks later we're Jones for more football. So luckily it's almost here again. But um, we want to talk about Athlon's predictions and uh, kind of the preview for the upcoming season. And personnel-wise, Arkansas has a number of guys who could be as good as anybody in the league, and I think you really start on one side with, with K.J. Jefferson and the other side – with Jalen Catalan, although we were a little bit disappointed, I think. It was Athlon West that didn't give uh, Catalan maybe top billing in the safety department. We were a little surprised by that. Yeah, second team All-SEC. Steven, explain yourself yeah. what happened. Uh, hey, I'd be glad to. I think, first of all, it's a great year for safeties in the SEC. Jordan Battle and Antonio Johnson are ahead of Catalan on the All-SEC team, and those two guys are our first-team All-America safeties this year so I think it's it's you go back to last season the injury certainly impacted I think his status coming into this preseason I think some people may forget just how good he was but really I think it's more of just a product that we think there are you know four or five safeties in the SEC who could be on the All-America team this year he's one of them and the two guys ahead of him are just a little bit better they're both on on first team All-America honors for Athlon sports so just a, a, a product of a really good year uh, for safeties in the SEC. When you start rating the quarterbacks in the SEC, where do you where do you slide KJ Jefferson? I think he's second or third in the SEC. I think there's no doubt about it. Bryce Young is number one coming into this year. I think the positives for Jefferson are second year as the starter. I really like the potential for Kendall Bryles and his creativity in this offense. Not to mention four starters are back on the offensive line. I think this could be one of the better offensive lines in the SEC. Of course, the big question is going to be, how does Arkansas replace Traylon Burks at receiver? So I think when you drill into the two and three, in my mind, it's either Hendon Hooker or K.J. Jefferson, and there's a lot of similarities. You know, they're, they're both very high upside quarterbacks, two quarterbacks with a lot of statistical uh, projections, big-time projections this year. And I think both those quarterbacks have the ability to be among the top 10 to 12 in college football this year. So I really like the potential for K.J. Jefferson. If Arkansas fills that void at receiver, I think he could easily pass Hendon Hooker and be the second-best quarterback in the SEC this year. I think when you talk about that offensive line with all the returning starters, it starts with Ricky Stromberg. How, how good of a season could Ricky have when it comes to some of these awards? I think he could be on the All-America team for sure. Um, we had him in consideration for, I think, second, third, fourth team honors this year so he's right there among the best returning centers in college football this season you know you mentioned you know just the 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 returning starters that arkansas has on the offensive line and i think you have to like if you're arkansas you see junior junior and three seniors potentially uh starting up front because 
you, you guys know this, is, and it's, it's just a cliche to say it, but you know, in the SEC, you have to be good along the line of scrimmage. When you're going to play A&M, uh, LSU, Alabama, you know, Arkansas doesn't play Georgia this year, but you know, there's just so many good defensive fronts in the league. And if you have a guy like Stromberg, the best center in the SEC, potentially one of the best in college football, um, it certainly alleviates some of the concerns you might have on offense. So I really like this, this offensive line for Arkansas coming into the season. Stephen Lassen, Athlon Sports, joining us. So let's talk about uh, order of finish. A lot of folks have looked at Arkansas as potentially the third-best team in the West. Where do you have them stacked up? I've got them third as well. I, I have Alabama at one, of course, in the SEC West. I think Texas A&M is two. I think the three, four, and five spots in the SEC West are going to be really close this year. I think you could look at all those teams grouped together somewhere 20 to 30 nationally, all going to be about you know eight, nine wins this year. I think we have all of them about four and four in SEC play. So I think it's a group of teams that's really clustered close together. I think it's for reasons to like Arkansas, I think you have to love the trajectory. I mean, this is a program, just to think back to where they were two, three years ago, and now to be talking preseason top 25, eight, nine wins this year is a clear sign that this is a program on the rise. And I love their schedule, getting LSU and Ole Miss at home, two swing games mm. that I think can make this team finish on a third in the SEC West. So I think it, it, that cluster of teams will be really tough to sort out this preseason. But I go with Arkansas just based on recent track record. Love the quarterback play and the offensive line too. Yeah, you make you mentioned LSU, and I think they're one of the more intriguing stories going into the season with Brian Kelly because I think we all realize as much as we like Coach O and he's entertaining. I think this is a huge upgrade at head coach. You've got some personnel changes as well, though. What what's your expectation for LSU? What's their ceiling? I guess what would what would be their ceiling? You think? I think on one side of things. You know, there's no doubt about it that LSU has a lot of roster talent. That, that's always been the theme for this LSU program, um, you know, even under Coach O and, and Les Miles before that. The question is, and I think this is where LSU is headed, they've always felt unstable, sort of hard-to-predict, wild-card teams every preseason. I think under Brian Kelly, I think that's going to change. But it may take a year or two. I think they will become much more stable from year to year. When you look at this team coming into 2022, they only have six returning starters, question marks along the offensive line, and a quarterback. So they come into the year with a lot of upside, but also some question marks, too. Yeah, what's interesting, I didn't realize this until just now, you know, Florida State obviously has been in flux at best, and we obviously keep an eye on them a little bit with uh, Coach Norvell being there. They, uh, they've got some expectation to try to take a step forward. Florida State and LSU opened the season, and boy, for Norvell, that would be a pretty big kick in the pants to lose to an LSU team right out of the gate that has a new head coach and all the changes in, in, roster, in the roster. So uh, that's a huge game for him, probably even more so than I would think it is for Brian Kelly. The rest of their, their season is reasonably manageable, but you got Tennessee October 8th out of the East and then playing Florida out of the East as well. So you didn't necessarily get the best draw on that side of things. Absolutely. Yeah, that first game of the season uh, against Florida State is, is huge for both teams. It's sort of like one of those tone setter uh, type of games that we're going to learn a lot about both programs. You know, where is LSU with its quarterback situation? Florida State's trying to get back to being Florida State that we're you know, used to thinking about top you know, 25. They're not there yet, but I think they're getting better. 
But, you know, also when you look at LSU's schedule, they get Tennessee, they get Ole Miss, they get Alabama at home. So I, I look at this as one LSU is one of those teams that from game one to game 12, they're probably going to get a lot better. So I think the fact they have some of those games at home in the second half of the season makes this team even more interesting. They, they seem like they have a very – uh, high upside, but without with all the question marks at quarterback and along the offensive line this year, they're a really hard team to figure out. Stephen Lassen with, with us from Athlon Sports. Stephen, last year, eight wins for Arkansas. They get the ninth win in the bowl game. Fans always want more. You know, we're greedy. We always want more. What's it going to take for Arkansas? You know, you've got them at that three spot. What would it take to get to that two spot, that ninth win, that tenth win this year, and, and maybe surprise you and some other people? You know, I think the biggest thing is, my biggest preseason question about Arkansas starts at receiver with replacing Traylon Burks. You know, is it by committee or can they find one playmaker to help K.J. Jefferson keep that offense at the level we saw last season or to go to that next level? I think defensively, you would like to see this team improve. You know, they gave up about 29 points in SEC games last year. I think getting a pass rush, a better pass rush, is essential. You know, they only had 13 sacks in SEC play last year. So Arkansas needs to create more havoc at the line of scrimmage and just overall improvement. I think they were ninth in the SEC against the run last year. So I think there's a little bit of of, of question marks on both sides you can point to. I think the receiver position is a concern. You could also alleviate that by running the ball better. Arkansas was first in the SEC in rushing offense last year, really liked that stable of running backs this season. And defensively, you know, I trust Barry Odom to figure things out. The transfer additions of guys like Drew Sanders, uh, Landon Jackson from LSU, adding high upside talent to the defense can only help. So I I guess my, my two questions are receiver and defense, but I could also see Arkansas overcoming those things just by the trust in Barry Odom and maybe running the ball even a little bit more on offense this season. If I was tell you, I can look into the future, and Arkansas has an all-SEC uh, receiver at the end of the year, and Drew Sanders is uh, getting consideration uh, for being in the NFL draft. What would that uh, change your mind to with Arkansas's record? Yeah, I think we, we have an 8-4 and four in the magazine. If those two things played out, I would put Arkansas a lot closer to 9 or 10 victories. I think that the early season test against Texas A&M is going to be so fascinating because Arkansas won the game last year. Texas A&M with all that talent coming in, how, how much of that five-star talent can the Aggies get to play right away? And where is their quarterback situation? So I think when you start thinking about those two spots, those swing games against Texas A&M, LSU, Ole Miss, like all of a sudden they become much more winnable for Arkansas. So I, Alabama's one to me in the West, but if you told me Arkansas you know, found the right pieces and finished second in the SEC West with nine or ten victories at the end of the year, I think that's a pretty reasonable goal for this team. You know, Stephen, the uh, talk and uh, the dreams, I guess, around here, Arkansas gets off to a 4-0 start. You know, they take care of business those first two games and beat Texas A&M and Arlington. And you got Alabama rolling into town, into Fayetteville. Uh, that, I mean, that's the hope around here, that you have the matchup of two top ten teams going at it in Fayetteville. It, it would be an, a great environment, something we haven't seen in a long time, a long time around here in Fayetteville. But uh, 
Any, what do you think the chances of that happening? I think it's pretty high. Um, actually, a shameless plug uh, up on AthlonSports.com today, I did trap games for every playoff contender. And the game against Arkansas is Alabama's biggest trap game mm. for me for the reasons that you mentioned. I love the way the schedule breaks early in the year for Arkansas. If they can get past Texas A&M, here comes Alabama, a team that Arkansas only lost to by seven last season. So I think that early season showdown in Fayetteville, uh, if Arkansas can solve some of those question marks, that's going to be a huge environment and an opportunity uh, for Arkansas to potentially make some noise early in the year. The odds of the playoff looking exactly as it did this year are very unlikely. Hopefully Cincinnati opens with a loss to Arkansas. Do you guys have predictions on the, the four you expect to be there at the end? We do, yeah. Big surprise, Alabama at number what? one, projected national champion. Uh, you know, Ohio State at two, Georgia at three. I like Clemson at four, but I will tell you guys, I think four through 13 in college football this year is really grouped close together, and I don't know that there's necessarily going to be a consensus number four going into the year. So I think if we're thinking ahead during the season, that number four spot, much like it was last year, is probably going to be very fluid week to week. I think we could see some different contenders. Maybe it's a Utah, maybe it's Michigan again, maybe potentially if things break right, a third team uh, from the SEC, Notre Dame. So I, there's there's not a consensus number four, and I think it sort of illustrates that there's a clear drop-off in college football after the top three. Steve, we've got to run. Thank you for the time. I appreciate it very much. Anytime, guys. Thanks for having me on. All right, take care. Steven Lassen from Athlon Sports.